Good morning, Sunday morning, Parshas Chukas and Bolok. We're going to be discussing Parshas Korach. Eric and Nita Mayor, Women's Learning Division of Adash Shurin and the Summer Inspiration in Memory of Rebbe and Rashi Schnell. Okay, I'd like to share something with you this morning. I, I've never I've never been Zoicha, it's only because of you that I've been Zoicha to understand something which um, it's really almost explicit in the Pesukim. So let us go. Okay, um, I'm going to ask you questions, please, and I would appreciate if you, uh, if you have the ability to answer me. Um, who was Korach? We know he's Ben Yitzhak, Ben Kos, Ben Levi. Yaakov Avinu did not want his name mentioned over here. Was Korach a great person, or uh, an average person, or uh, not a Koshava person at all? What is your answer to that? Koshava person. It says in Zion, Tes Zion, Zion, at the beginning of the parasha, Rav Lochem B'nei Levi, V'loi Tipshim Hoyu, Elohim Chotu, why did he do this foolishness? Why did he do this foolishness? So Rashi quoting the Medrash says that um, he saw that Shmuel was coming out of him who was connect, who was connected equal to Moshev Aaron. He saw 24 Mishmaris were coming out of him. He saw great things coming out of him, and therefore he thought he was a great person. And we've said this over many, many years, that um, just like there was a Koyin Godel, there was supposed to be a Levi Godel, just that, um, and Korach waited, and he just waited. He would have gotten this wish, it would have been Moshe, Aaron, and Korach. Moshe being the Melech, Aaron being the Koyin Godel, and Korach being the Levi Godel which would have been above the Nisim. It would have been something in the base of Megdash itself, like, like the Koyin Gadol, analogous to the Koyin Gadol, but Korach couldn't wait. Patience, patience in life, patience. We see, thing hap- we see things unfold in front of our eyes, and we don't have patience. Such a shud. You don't have patience. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back to this a little bit more. And we have the famous Rashi. The Rashi says um, in Pasik Aleph. We just read Pasik Zion. In Pasik Aleph, Rashi brings down in the Ma- Rashi of Ramaskal Vidosan Vaviram in the third line of the Rashi. What in the world was he doing fighting with Moshe? He was jealous. Here it goes again. That Moshe Rabbeinu appointed Elit Safon Ben Uziel to be the Nasi on Ben Ekos. And Kairach said, My father was one of four Amram, Yitzar, Chevron, and Uziel. And, and Kairach here, at least in the reading stages, admitted. Kairach said, Achi Abba Bohoyu. Amram was the Bechor. So fine, he had two sons. 
So they took the Gedula positions. One became the Melech, one became the Kohen Gadol. So the next position was that of Elitzof and Ben Uziel, at least Karach thought. And Karach said, I understand. Uziel is the youngest of the four brothers. Yitzor is the next. So shouldn't I, as the son of Yitzor, get the job as the Nasi? And that brought out brought out war. It's an unbelievable thing. The jealousy. So if I haven't said anything that I haven't said over the years and which are the building blocks of Parshas Koyach, the Dvorim Pshutim, the, the, the simple first floor understanding of Parshas Koyach. And there's another concept which also was rather simple, that Kina brings the sinner. Kina left unchecked brings the sinner. And sinner brings the, who knows what sinner can bring to? Death. Death. But the Kina was that he felt he should have been the Nasi and had he waited he would have had a better job he would have had a job of being again the Levi Agodol not just over his own brothers or his father's family he would have been the Levi Agodol on top of the entire shape of Levi he was jealous he was jealous what an incredible concept he was jealous Now, let's go a little further here. There's an amazing Pusik. Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, undignifies himself, if you want to use such a term. In Tesai and Pusik Yudbei, even though they were, they, they treated Moshe with incredible, incredible disrespect, Moshe Rabbeinu went out to them. Moshe Rabbeinu went out to them. Don't maintain a machlekes, the Gemara derives to me. Try to make Sholem. Moshe Rabbeinu went out to them. He said, no, 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 low now, low, we're not going to go. Then a Pusik Yud Gimel, Tezayin Yud Gimel, Hama'at Kili, Sonam Yeretz, Ovas Cholobosh. They said to Moshe Rabbeinu, if you believe it, Moshe Rabbeinu said, you took us out of a land of Zovas Cholobosh. Rabbi Seinu Bamidbar, to die in the Midbar. What land, please tell me, somebody look inside the Pusik here. Or just look inside yourself and tell me. You said you got to take us out of the land of Cholovosh. What land is he calling Zavas Cholovosh? What land are they calling Zavas Cholovosh? Can you please tell me what land are they calling Zavas Cholovosh? How can they call Mitzrayim Zavas Cholovosh, Mrs. Brody? Who gave them the right to call Mitzrayim Zavas Cholovosh? What does it say anywhere Mitzrayim Zavas Cholovosh? Eretz Yisrael Zavas Cholovosh. Mitzrayim. When Machlaikis arouses, people say things which are completely illogical. In the heat of the moment, and that's when a person knows that it's time to pull out. When you say something that makes no sense, it means you're no longer arguing L'Shem Shemayim. Pull out. Pussing your dollar. Then they say, You didn't take us to the land of Cholavadavash. Now what does this mean? Rashi says in Pasig Yedalit Now here we're going to say something which I never said before You didn't take us 
You didn't take us. Or Martel on Rashi says, You told us, You took us out of that toiva, but you didn't bring us to the land of Sobat's Cholodvosh. We're in the midbar here, dying in the midbar. Holy, holy people here. Nashim Sidkani is here. I can't understand what's going on here. This Pasik that Rashi is quoting that they were saying that you told us you're going to take us to a land that's good. This is the Pasik that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the way back in Parshish Shmos, which referred to Israel as Eretz Teva, to which HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent to Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshish Shlach. I'm upset. I call Eretz Yisrael Teva. I call the Teva. And they want to send a Meraglim? And now, Dosim Aviram turned that Pasik back on his head and say, you told us you're taking the Toiva and you never took us. What do you mean? Last week in Pasha's Palachi, you blew away the Pasik and said you needed Meraglim. And because of that, the Meraglim, people died. And now you're taking that Pasik and sending it back to me that I'm the cause. That I, 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 I'm at fault here. It's such a, it's such an incredibly wicked false argument last week Moshe Rabbeinu said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it's Eretz Taiva and therefore we don't need Miraglim but you want a Miraglim anyways and we said Miraglim and we ended up with disaster very very dark now you're putting that on me now you're blaming me I killed you you killed Kali Yisrael by believing the Miraglim and because you believe the Miraglim therefore we had Xavier to die and the land that I want to take you to is Eretz of Cholobash. That's what Kaddish Baruch Hu said, but you didn't trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu in last week's parsha. And now, not only that, now you call him Mitzrayim Eretz of Cholobash. It's it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now I want to ask you something else, which I think is, in a little way, it's going to bring everybody, bring everything we've been talking about together. For the last month or so, since the week before Shavuos, we've been talking about the fact that Shavuos is called Chaga Bikurim. We spoke several times about fruits. We've been speaking about fruits a lot. Even going back to Pesach, when people don't make a bracha on fruits, they're stealing from Kodesh Baruch Hu, but they're also like it. The fruits are like it. The fruits are like it. Gemara and Brachas we mentioned the fruits get punished because Chag Yisrael doesn't make a bracha we spoke about the fact that Yantav is called Chag Yisrael we spoke about the fact that the fruits of the trees are judged on Shavuos we spoke about the fact that Rabbi Akiva wanted to live in a city in which there were fruits we spoke about the fact that the fruits are the barometer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has love for us we spoke about the fact that the Meraglim it was Bikuri Anovim and the Meraglim lied the Raghun came back with an exaggerated report and said, look at these fruits, it's the land of the giants, will never survive there, even though Baruch Hu gave them the fruits to show much, how much love he had for them. The fruits are just showing incredibly luscious and sweet and big. And they only saw the chasar and they didn't see the mile. He spoke about that last week. And then this week I want to add, I want to add a Rashi in Mesechah Sukkah because somebody in the shul, a woman in the shul got one of the nushrims and cuddies in the shul called me and asked me a shiloh about cutting down fruit trees in her backyard. And I said, that's it. 
And the answer to the child of many times that this year I want to get into it. I want to get into it very deeply, start from the beginning and see what's going on over here with this parsha of fruit trees. And I saw that Chazal say in Mesechus Sukkot, Rashi quotes, that when a person cuts down Ilonis Toivos, Ilonis Toivos are the phrase in, in, in Shas for fruit trees. He makes the stars and the moon the dark. And Rashi says when a person cuts down fruit trees, he's bayit, he's a rebel. He's, he's so to speak kicking out a Kodesh Baruch what is it about a fruit tree that's so difficult it's an Avera good there's an Avera to cut down a fruit tree it's Baltashka it's fine there are other Averas in the Torah also when you do them you're not considered a boyet you're not considered a rebel against a Kodesh Baruch why by fruit trees are you considered a rebel then I saw a Medrash Medrash that says an unbelievable thing fruit trees are so nice so why is it Baruch Hu, that when I built the Mishkan I said the wood that should be used a cedar, cedar which is non-fruit bearing wood why don't I use fruit bearing wood and says the Medrashim I, Baruch Hu, I don't use fruit bearing wood for my house that I'm building in this world you should not ever cut down fruit trees what's the issue and I think it's the same issue again that the fruit trees show HaKadosh Baruch Hu's special love. It's the barometer. It's the sweetness that we don't need. We can live with bread and meat and potatoes. We don't need the fruits. The fruits are something special. And we said there's one other thing that shows the barometer. We took this in Pasha Shlach and Pasha Baloischa. The Keteres which is smell. A person could live without the fragrances that there are in the world, the many beautiful fragrances that Hashem gave us, which is also a type of dessert. A type of dessert, we said that when people come to people's homes, they bring them sweet-tasting food, and they bring them, and they, and they bring good-smelling flowers. Okay, I'm not making a big deal about that. I'm not saying it's a, maybe it's an American minute guy. I'm not sure. Well, the mice of fragrance and taste are two things that HaKadosh Baruch did not have to give us that sweetness and that fragrance and He gave it to us to make things more geschmack for us. Rabbi say I'm wondering something. I've never said it before. Again, I'm telling you it's because you. I've never said it before. What takes place in Parshas Kairach after this mice? HaKadosh Baruch says they, they rebelled. They rebelled. So Moshe Rabbeinu says HaKadosh Baruch what should they do? What should they do? Everybody should take Machtosoi. Posak Yudzayin. Who ish Machtosoi in the Satamayim Ketairas. We're going to use the Ketairas as the proof. He whose Ketairas is, is accepted by Kodesh Baruch he'll be the Kohen Godol. He'll be the Kohen Godol. He'll be the Kohen Godol. And we all know what happened. They all died. What happened after they died? Moshe Benedict took the sticks, the staffs of all the Shvatim. Staffs of all the Shvatim. He put them in the oil moyed. He had the Aaron. And only Aaron's, only Aaron's staff grew what? Grew fruit. Almonds of fruit trees. I know we call them nuts. It's fruit trees. I'm not having worked it out yet. Almonds are not sweet necessarily. But they're also a dessert. They're a dessert. You very often serve nuts for desserts. 
the desserts, we roast them and they taste sweet, the Gemara says. The roasted nuts with candies for children. On Erev Pesach, Koyas Vagoizim. Koyas Vagoizim. So I'm wondering here, here in this parsha, the two things that are now going to be used to clarify the issue, the two things that are going to be used to set Kayashil straight to the end of this triple parshas of Valoischa and Shlach and Kairach with people's midas, people's midas to take it and take us to horrible places. How do we get out of it? How do we rectify it? We rectify it with Ketores with smell and with blossoming sticks which are fruit. Which are fruit. Kodesh Baruch is rectifying the situation by showing and utilizing vehicles that demonstrate love. You demonstrate love. You know, and, and, and again, that's what's happening here. This barometer, this barometer of fruits, of fruit trees that show us love, and this barometer of the Ketores, which is there to save us from any type of attack, as we said. That's why we say the Ketores, Peter and Ketores, from Kivegar 200 years ago when there was some type of plague, that that's what we do. We use the, we use the Ketores, and that's what the Nisiyam brought. They brought Ketores. This whole Parsha, Nasa was Ketores, and, and, and now we have Ketores again. And, and, and we have the trees here with the Shlach. With shlach we have the trees. And, it's to show us that Kaddish Baruch Hu loves us. It's that barometer that shows us His love. And here to clarify this message of confusion, because people then don't see the love of Kaddish Baruch Hu. They only see themselves. Kina leads to sinner, which leads to terrible machlokes, as Rashi says in Parshas Kerach right here. Uneshem uveneim v'tapam. Look how terrible Machlaikis is that Bezin Shalmata in ancient Elach Yavishay Cyrus. Bezin Shalmata only punishes when a boy or girl become Barabbas Mitzvah. Bezin Shalmata only punishes at 20. And over here, little infants, nursing children died in this Machlaikis. The only time women died in the Midbar was now. Besides Miriam, no other women ever died. The first time women died. They get involved with Machlekes. They encourage your husbands to fight instead of encouraging your husbands to make peace. It's, it's such a... It's really... It's an unbelievable concept. Mamish, it's, it's an unbelievable concept of, 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 of where this Parsha is going and, and, and what it's doing and what, it, and, and what it's teaching. What it's doing, what it's teaching about where Klal went. So much goodness. So much goodness. In the middle of all this, Rabbi said, what it means to be a leader of Klal Yisrael. Tez Dayan Pasik Chof. I'll destroy all of them. Let me destroy them all. And Moshe Rabbeinu, it says himself, he had no more Kaychas left. He had no more kochos after the Pasuk Dalit. It says, Vayipol al-Parot, Moshe fell on his face. And Rashi says, this is the fourth time. The Egel, the Mis'oninim, and the Meraglim, and now Machlekes of Koyach, he has no more Koyach. 
Moshe Rabbeinu told him he had no more craft to defend Klal Yisrael. And what does he do? In Pesach Chavalov, when he hears that a Kodesh Baruch says, let me destroy them all. Don't destroy Klal Yisrael. And the Nachamol, it says in Pesach Chavalov, Moshe Rabbeinu went, and he went to the Savirim to stop the Machloikis. To stop the Machloikis. He tried to stop the Machloikis, and he couldn't stop the Machloikis. And finally, the Machloikis was over because they died in the Magaifa. And what happens here? Keteres and fruit trees. Keteres and fruit trees. Now, I'm not saying I have to work out the situation with the almond yet, but it's fruit trees. Fruit trees. It's unbelievable. Keteres and fruit trees. By Holy Rabbi Sai. We should all be zayfed together to appreciate. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us matonas toivos, and we don't see them. We don't see them. I like to give two very quick examples. They may sound very strange to you, but I like you to listen to them. Or chashim, a group of women on the phone. May I ask you a question? Could you please answer me, chashim, women on the phone? Has anybody here, in the last year, two or three, sharpened a knife? Like you got to think about it, right? If I would ask you a question, if anybody uh, cooked, they would all answer yes immediately. If anybody uh, sharpened a knife, I ask if anybody bought knives, they'd say yes immediately. We don't sharpen knives the way we used to. When I first became rubbing the shoulder, was a truck that used to go around sharpening knives. You remember that truck? Well, people are laughing. Remember the truck? So what do I mean to say? I learned the Mishnah this morning. In the Daf Ashuash here, Mishnah Masechus Bey, it talks about sharpening knives on Yontif. Can you sharpen a knife on Yontif? Nobody has asked me a shot about sharpening a knife in the last 30 years, in short. Because nobody sharpens knives anymore. Number one. Number two, the Mishnah Masechus Bey discusses a Shaila. The Shaila is about buying meat. Can you buy meat on Yontif? Now, why in the world do you have to buy meat on Yontif? Because even up to as recently as prior to World War II, meat without refrigeration does not last. So people sometimes would shecht an animal before Yontif, and then broil it, roast it, cook it, whatever, on Yontif. And some people didn't have enough meat, they had to shecht a cow on Yontif. And the whole Shiloh, when you shecht a cow on Yontif with other people, nobody could afford to buy a cow themselves. Can you, can you pay for it? How do you pay for it? I got a tumble. And we live in times when you go to Jewel at 2 o'clock in the morning and get a piece of kosher meat, fresh, not even frozen. We're living in such incredible times, such bracha. You learn through the Shukhan you learn through Shas, and you see what it meant to take a shower. By us nowadays, shower pressure is no good. It's not, not so good. If I can't have my own bathroom, it's not so good. I'm not complaining about people. I'm just saying where we're living, we're living better than the best kings ever lived in the history of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that respect, you have to thank Akkadish Baruch. We have flowers. Wherever we go. We may be the luckiest people in the world, we may be the luckiest people in human history. 
for all the abundance that we have. Okay, I'm wishing everybody at Tzlocha. I'm sorry for making this year a little shorter today. I'm sorry I was not able to be on Zoom today. I'm glad we were able to call in and get connected. Bez Hashem Yisbarach, next week we'll have a regular schedule with Zoom, I hope. Should be only with Hatzlacha Rabbi Rabbi Sai. It's unbelievable the connect- the connectivity of all of these parshias. Do not let our souls fall into the trap of Kinnah, Taiva, and Kovid. It brings down the greatest people in the world. The greatest people in the world. Hatzlacha Rabbi to everybody again. Thank you all for calling in. Kol Tov, Kol Tov, Kol Tov. You're all welcome. Thank you. Thank you.